Chapter 24 The Erics drove for Rand to the hospital. Once we knew he was safe, Axe told Visser Three how a certain kind of juice would help get rid of the skunk smell. The Visser was still screaming when we disappeared into the woods. The next day, Jake, Marco, Rachel, Axe, and I were able to bring the skunk mother back to her den. She waddled inside, and a few minutes later waddled back out, followed by Joey, Johnny, Marky, and CJ. They ignored the four humans and the Andalite completely. After all, Mother Skunk was back with her kits, and Mother Skunk wasn't afraid of anything. They grow up so fast, Rachel said, as they shuffled and snuffled and waddled past us in single file. I guess the real Mother Skunk will give them different names, Marco said. He was joking, I think. Well, anyway, the forest is safe for baby skunks now. Jake had morphed a housefly to spy on Ferrand in the hospital. The commissioner was fine. The first thing he did when he regained full consciousness was make a phone call to say that he was voting against logging in the forest. In fact, according to Jake, Ferrand swore he'd never, ever even listen to another word from Dapson Lumber, and there was a good chance he'd press charges. It also seemed, according to Ferrand, that even the animals of the forest had risen up against the loggers. He claimed that he himself had been visited by the spirit of a giant skunk with the eyes of a human girl. Have a good life, little skunks, Marco said to the skunk family. Tiny, furry, little masters of the forest. Everyone was smiling and looking pretty pleased with themselves. But I was still confused. As we walked toward home back through the forest, Jake hung back with me, letting the others move ahead. You don't seem all that happy, Jake said. You miss being a skunk, Mommy? I smiled. No. I mean, yes, a little. But that's not it. So? So what's bothering you? I shrugged. Nothing makes sense to me. Tobias eats one of the skunk kits, then he helps save the rest. I kill the termite queen to save myself and my friends, then I feel bad about it. But when it came down to it again, I went after Vissa Three without hesitation. One minute, I was a rat being chased by guys with sticks. The next minute, I'm bringing dead mice to Tobias, who's guarding skunks he would normally have tried to eat. Somehow, it's part of the same big system. How does it all make sense? Jake looked like he was sorry he started the conversation. Um, boy, Cassie, I don't know. Okay, just tell me this. Am I a part of nature, so I should just live by the laws of nature? Kill to eat, kill or be killed? Or am I something different because I'm a human? We walked in silence while Jake thought it over. I felt sorry for him. I know he'd rather have been discussing Spider-Man versus Batman with Marco. Well, I guess you're both, Jake said at last. I mean, you are the person who got rid of the termite queen. You're also the person who went out of her way to save a bunch of skunks. Just like Tobias ate a skunk kit one day, then saved them the next. That's not much help, I said. That just means humans are kind of in between. Still partly wild animals, doing whatever it takes to survive, and partly, partly, I don't know what. 
maybe something more than the other animals. Well, I know one thing. All the animals take care of themselves, but only one animal has the intelligence and the power to help save all the other species. I nodded. You're pretty smart sometimes, Jake, I said. Just sometimes? You're right. Only one animal can help to save all the other animals. Only humans can do that. Of course, we have to save ourselves first. I sighed. It's still too complicated. I saw a shadow flash overhead. I looked up and saw Tobias. He dropped down into the trees and reappeared on a branch just up the trail. Hi, Tobias, I called up to him. Hi, Cassie. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. He was definitely feeling pretty smug about something. What's up, bird boy? Marco asked him. I've just been checking on our friends at the logging camp. They now have two entire truckloads of juice. They've made trip after trip for juice. They dug out a big pit in the ground and made a kind of swimming pool filled with the stuff. Visser 3 has been in it most of the night and all this morning. Judging by the way everyone is staying back, I'm guessing he still stinks. Plus, Tobias added with a slightly evil laugh, the Visser is now a very lovely, attractive shade of purple. Gee, that's too bad, Rachel said. I feel so sorry for him. Soon, he may begin to suspect the truth, Axe said. Think maybe we should have told him the truth? That it's tomato juice, not grape juice, that washes away skunk smell? I asked. We all looked at each other and broke up laughing at the same moment. Nah, I didn't think so, I said. End of Book Nine This has been The Secret. Part 9 of Animorphs Aloud. Read aloud by Rena Gale. For more audiobooks by Rena, look her up wherever audiobooks are sold or on Twitter at Rena the Reader. Thanks for listening.